This is your daily real estate syndication show, and I am your host, Whitney Sewell. Today is a highlight show that's packed with value from different guests around a specific topic. Don't forget to like and subscribe, but also go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up to start investing in real estate today. I hope you enjoy the show. Our guest is Rodney Miller. Thanks for being on the show, Rodney. Thanks for having me. You started learning about multifamily, right? You know, tell us about that process, you know, and why you would go from this business that you already have established, you know, all these single family homes. Why would you then venture into multifamily or even syndication? I always wanted to do multifamily and it always seemed too sophisticated for me. I don't know why. I just never really took a really hard look at it because... You know, you look at a hundred unit complex or 50 unit and you just think, you know, it's two, that's millions of dollars. You know, I don't deal with that. I deal with $50,000 houses or $75,000. I mean, that's just way out of my league. You know, that's for the rich guys. But then, you know, a couple of years ago, I decided I was going to take a hard look at it and I read a couple of books. And I was like, no, it's very doable. It's very doable. And it's probably easier to do than, than the single family business. So it's just a mindset thing, you know, and just, you don't know what you what you don't know until you you just you look into it. So I'd say it's 99% mindset that it just looks like this big, ugly monster that you, you don't want to take on. It's too scary. And then once you look at it, you break it down a little pieces. It's not a big deal. And so after reading a few books, I was like, I can do this. And so the next step was, hey, who can help me do this? So I started looking for mentors and coaches and groups that I could start, you know, associating with. And I found the Brad Summer group out of Dallas and hooked up with that group. And so I go there about every every month to two months and just network and associate with folks that are in the multifamily business. And so it has built a really good network over the last couple of years doing that. Just folks that think like I do and are wanting to get in the business are already in the business. And it's just been a great ride. I've learned a lot and I'm not an expert by any means, but I'm learning really quickly and starting to dip my toe in the water and, and have you know, I had a deal last year that fell through and got a deal now. So things are starting to move in the right direction. Nice. So some key things there, you know, you talked about, you know, you found a mentor and also a network, you know, and I just see time and time again, people who are successful in this business or in about any business, right? I mean, you're going to have a mentor or a coach, somebody that's helping you give you some guidance or keep you motivated or on track, something. And then also the network of, of friends or other investors that have been there and done that possibly or where you're at, at least in the process. Absolutely. You know, as Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. Just go find somebody that's doing what you want to learn how to do and or find a group of people that are doing it. Join the group, work for somebody that's doing it or pay somebody to show you how to do it. That's the quickest way to get from A to Z, man. Just find somebody doing it and attach your wagon to, the, <laughs> to their train or whatever you whatever you say. But yeah, and I've gotten pretty good at it over the years. If I want to learn, if I want to take my business to the next level or I want to do something different, I just find somebody that's done it and I find a way to partner up with them. And it just takes you, gets you there a lot quicker. That's right. Hit your horse to their wagon, right? Hit your horse to their, <laughs> that's it. Hit your horse to their wagon. There you go. So you mentioned a deal last year that fell through. Is that you know something where we can talk about and discuss you know what happened with that opportunity or that deal? Yeah. So I'd met some guys at one of these networking events, and they they had just gotten a eighty unit deal in East Dallas. I think it was a four million dollar deal. I had to raise like a million and a half for it, and they asked me if I'd like to be a part a co sponsor on it. And I said, heck yeah, it'd be my first deal. And so they brought me in to help raise capital, and and I think they needed some some help 
on the net worth part of it as a KP. And so I came in on it and we raised the capital, everything went really smooth. And then the thing caught on fire like a couple of weeks before we were supposed to close on it. Uh, the boiler <laughs> caught on fire, took out the boiler and the chiller. That was a great, great lesson in how not to be a seller because these sellers just became very difficult to work with. I think they saw that they could fix the issues, put it back up for sale and make a little bit more money. I don't know if they did when it was all said and done, but they really put the screws to us. They made it really difficult to close. We had to eventually abandon the deal, refund all of our investors the money back, pay them some interest for the time we held their money. And then, you know, we were out 30, 40 grand in due diligence costs and all that, which the sellers didn't care. They, they were going to get their, their money. So it kind of taught me a little lesson on how to do the right thing <laughs> wow. when it comes down to it. Don't always go after the dollar, you know, the extra dollar, you know, just do the right thing. That's interesting. This is good learning experience. I learned a lot. Yeah. It's a very small community. You know, I find in this syndication business, there's so many people that knows everybody. Right. And so, you know, when I hear stories like that, which isn't very often, thankfully, but I just feel like that person's not going to be in the business for a very long time, you know, or they're not looking at definitely a long-term approach. Maybe they have been. Some people manage to stay in the business a long time and, and keep sure. ripping people off somehow. But tell us some things that you learned there about maybe how to be a good seller or some things that happened that you would do different on the next one. I really don't think they, they came out any better. I know they sold it after we, after our contract bus, they sold somebody else. But I would just say, if you make a deal with somebody, follow through with the deal. Just do what you say you're going to do because you're right. I mean, it's a small knit group of people and I can, I can guarantee you that I wasn't talking highly of the folks after that deal fell through and their name will come up someday. They'll want to buy herself from somebody I've talked to and, and they'll put a little, you know, that person's, you know, got in the back of their mind. Is this person going to fall through with, you know, do what they said they're going to do. And so I would say, yeah, in this business, it's definitely a relationship business and, and it's just close knit group of people. Do the right thing to, with brokers. Buyers and sellers should do the right thing. You should treat everybody you deal with uh, with respect and just do what you say you're going to do because they can come back to bite you. Our guest is Tim Brotz. Thanks for being on the show, Tim. Whitney, excited to be here, brother. Thank you for having me. Give the listeners a little more about who you are and, and what your focus is right now in real estate. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate you again for having me. Appreciate all the value that you bring to the table, buddy. I'm 33 years old, went through college when the market was going gangbusters last time. So 03 to 07, got involved with real estate. People said, Hey, if you want to make money, get involved in real estate. And that's kind of what motivated a, a 21 year old kid back then. And so my brother lived out in New York city. I went out there and I became a commercial real estate agent, you know, representing landlords and businesses, finding, finding spots. And so I brokered my first deal, my first, my first lease out there that was 400 square feet. And we signed a $10,000 a month lease agreement on 400 square feet with a 4% annual escalation and a 12 year term and realized pretty quickly I was on the wrong side of the coin. I needed to be owning rental property instead of brokering it. So, you know, you start reading all those books on personal development, real estate, all these different things and realized that I really love the concept of residual income and doing something one time and then getting paid on it over and over and over again. And then obviously passive income, doing something and, and being really hands-off and having either a business that was passive or an asset that, that passively created income on a, on a regular basis. And so I love that. But I think a lot of us get into real estate for that allure. And then we kind of get jammed up and stuck in that rat race of uh, transactional deals, right? So we go start flipping houses or wholesaling houses. 
I was doing a lot of that. We got involved in like the turnkey business where I'd buy a single family house, fix it up, package it with a tenant management, and then sell it off to somebody who just you know wanted to own real estate passively. And a couple of years ago, about 18 months ago, looked at my portfolio, where was I making my money and where was I spending my time? And 90% of my wealth came from my apartment buildings that I was pretty much passively invested in. And it was about 10% of my time. And so I pivoted my entire residential investment team into apartments. And we went from about 400 units a couple of years ago to a little over 2,100 units today. Nice. So I hear it so often about, you know, people that get into real estate and they, they develop a flipping business or, you know, something like wholesaling, but they're still, they're just creating another job, you know? And so eventually that seems they get into multifamily and then they're like, why didn't I start this a long time ago? So tell me a little bit about, you know, you realize that, would you say like your wealth was coming from your passive investments in multifamily? Is that right? Majority of my wealth was being created in my, my holdings versus this transactional. You know, if I went and sold something, yeah, I'd keep the lights on, put some food on the table, but I have to go do it again in order to get paid again. And the reality is majority of my wealth and maybe, some, you know, I mean, we're in real estate, right? So some of that is actual cash that was coming in from these. And some of it was an equity in the project itself. But the reality is my net worth what was making me wealthy was all from my apartment building portfolio. So that's really where majority of the, the net worth came from. And that's where I wanted to focus on, you know, it's like the transactional stuff is, is cool. You can have a good lifestyle. You can get rich doing that, but you can't build wealth doing that. Yeah. You mentioned that. And that was actually the thing that was taking the least amount of your time. Exactly. I raised some equity and I raised some capital for some joint venture partners and helped kind of sponsor some of those loans and got involved in some other, some of my own projects as well. I'm out of Cleveland, Ohio, but I invest in South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Texas, Oklahoma, and a couple other areas. And so I just took a look at kind of what were we doing? And I, I pivoted my team. I took my residential team and I took my acquisitions guy and told him to stop looking at houses and only look, only look at apartment buildings. You know, I took my project manager, instead of renovating houses, we're going to only renovate apartments. And my, my dispositions guy who was selling our houses said, instead of selling houses, you're going to be the management company managing our assets. And so it, it was a big mindset shift, but it was really only a minor pivot for my business itself. And it's catapulted us. It's, it's been, you know, a quantum leap of where we were just, you know, 24 months ago to where we are today and the opportunities that are coming up. You know, I mean, I have, I'm at 2,100 units and I have another 1,100 under contract right now. And I, we just got a signed LOI on another 360 unit. I'm looking at 500 unit portfolio. So it's pretty remarkable when you make that sort of commitment to the universe, how the universe responds and, and says, Hey, I want to, I want to, uh, encourage you and, and reward you for drawing a line in the sand and burning the ships. I think it's interesting how you mentioned that it was a small shift where to me, it sounded, I mean, it sounded like, you know, you all had a business, you had these systems in place. And then all of a sudden you said, nah, we're cutting this off. We're shifting. We're doing this over here now. To me, that would seem like a big deal. You know, when you're this many, you know, other people that are involved and other employees, but you know, I, I like the mindset of where you said, no, it was just a small shift. And now we're, we're taking off in a new direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great. It's been phenomenal. I wish I would have done it sooner, you know. Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day. 